who regale with retail over and over as the world turns, spreading myth and mystery for generations to pass along like a chilly autumn eve's campfire ghost story. And I am your host this evening, the gummy mouth witch doctor dirt castle king, Travis Maxwell Boone. Known in other circles as T-Boo the herbal enchanter and Ragin' Cajun, if you know what I mean, and I think you do, or just simply TMB. And for the first time in a long time, I'm solo casting this conjuring. Tonight will be sort of a reintroduction to the show. We just passed our two-year anniversary on September 13th, originally recorded and released in the very same night. So that's the only time that's ever been done in the history of the show, to be honest with you. There was a full moon out. It was a Friday the 13th, so it felt pretty special. Had to release it that day. Since its inception, the show has slowly evolved and adapted to different circumstances, some of which were pink, and I felt the need to touch on this here tonight. Most of my thanks goes out to Talking With Shadows, who recently had us on their podcast to talk about ghost towns, and I really appreciated how they flipped the script on their own topic to save the haunted ramblings of Ricky and I because we went on tangent after tangent involving sort of uh, local legends, urban legends, ghost stories, what have you from where we're from, Mamou, Louisiana. And Marcus D, Vic Waitley, they expertly (laughs) managed to craft something out of that. But also, I was asked about the origin of the show And that's what led me to wanting to talk about this tonight, to share this with all you spooks and kooks. So if you're a new listener, consider this a history of. 
if you're a sometimes, every once in a while listener, then this will catch you up. If you're a constant listener, then this is perhaps our greatest hits. This is an oral retelling of the nightclub and our rise to power. We ride with kings on mighty steeds across the devil's plain. We've walked with Jesus and his cross. He did not die in vain. Now! We've run with wolves. We've climbed K2, even stopped a moving train. We've traveled through space and time. My prayers to rock this house again. We ride and we ride and we'll never subside and we'll ride to the planet's collide. And if you say that we do not ride, I'll turn your fucking hide. Ride! We reign supreme, oh God! Burrito supreme, and a chicken supreme, and a cutlet supreme. Supreme, yeah. Go now, come, one, two, three. So the concept of the nightclub, where do I begin? It's a mini-rooted road, meaning there's a lot of points of origin that I could touch on, such as my appreciation of film, which goes back to me being four or five years old and loving The Lion King, causing me to want to start drawing animation uh, further expanded upon by my love of many animated films and shows like Dragon Ball Z and South Park, what they can ultimately express, so then onto ideas. You see what I'm saying? Like, I can web this all together. But to make it more simplistic, my love of film and my love of horror film, that all goes back to Joe Bob Briggs and his show Monster Vision on TNT. When I was very young, perhaps too young, some might say. I think I turned out okay, though, so <laughs> it's up for debate. But I'm not shooting up high schools and blowing shit up. I'm just a cog in the machine who happens to want to express himself every once in a while. But when I was perhaps too young, I would stay up extra late to watch the movies that Joe Bob would show me on Monster Vision. Jason Takes Manhattan, Friday the 13th, Part 8. That was one of the films that, as a kid, scared the hell out of me. Now, it's, you know, you look at it a different way at this point. Maybe a more schlocky, fun sort of way, unless you just flat out hate it for continuity errors and, you know, pushing up your nerd glasses. I get that sentiment, though. But just to say, when I was a kid, that movie scared me. And Joe Bob introduced me to that. He also introduced me to the original Troll. Not Troll 2, the infamous one. The original Troll. The first Troll. And that movie, believe it or not, as a kid, it, it pulled the same sort of magic off that Gremlins did or that Labyrinth did, where it scared me and delighted me at the same time. That might have a lot to do with that little Troll song they sing and how sometimes the Troll himself can look a little, I don't know, 
cute in an ugly pug kind of way. Jarek's going to hate that comment. Um, <laughs> but outside of Joe Bob and Monster Vision, my mom's sister owned her own video store, Nini's Westfield Video, and I had free reign of the place. Not to mention the horror films I could rent in my hometown at Reed's Pharmacy, Video Plus, or Miss Rita's Family Video. They, for some reason, didn't care about your age. It's a small town in, oddly enough, conservative Louisiana, but I don't know. They let me rent horror movies, so fuck it. And later, what gave me the idea to start a podcast would be the likes of Kevin Smith and more so his friends Walt, Brian, Q that host Tell Him Steve Dave. Again, listeners of the show who listen constantly will have probably heard most of this before, but I'm going to treat this as a reintroduction, as I stated on the onset. Tell Him Steve Dave and Kevin Smith, their ventures in podcasting, that's what gave me the oomph to want to start a podcast. Now, the nightclub is not the original podcast that I had in mind. And by saying that a little later down the road when we come to a fork in the river, it's almost going to be like there's a third timeline. What listeners may also know is how I feel about timelines and the Halloween franchise in particular. But uh, not to veer off on that tangent for like the eighth time. So that's nine different times I might have ranted about it. Oh no, I just said eight. I'm bad at math. Sorry. <laughs> Back to it. Originally... I had started a podcast with a friend of mine, and we had a very laissez-faire approach, which is what Kevin Smith does on Smodcast and what the the guys do on Tell Him Steve Dave. So horror would get touched on here and there because we love film and we love horror films, but it was a much more variety type of show. Not even a variety show, it just it's wherever the conversation went. And it all often led to funny fucking results, in my opinion. But that show didn't pan out, and I was left with a feeling of, I still want to create something. What's the next best thing? Well, I love horror. Coast to Coast AM was the impetus for getting me into conspiracy theories and the paranormal. I love true crime. Who else loves horror and true crime? Oh, my wife. So I should do a podcast with my wife. We had done an episode for Pink Circumstances, which ended up being episode three of the nightclub, Crimson Clover. I did repurpose that episode, but to be fair, it worked as an introduction to Angel. And I really, really wanted her on the show because I just straight up love hanging out with my wife. And it, to be honest, the past several episodes, it's been a terrible pain not to have her on because she brings a lot of funny shit to the table and again just like her there love you babe there are two kinds of love that you ought to know. There are two kinds of love. But who else do I love? And who else loves fucked up crazy shit like me? And who else brings the metal? Metal, which I was just getting into in a big bad way whenever this podcast was being created back in 2019. 
Black metal and death metal were the feast at my table. I was just absorbing this shit to a lesser degree today, but it's still there and I'm still appreciating it very much, more than appreciating it, loving a lot of it. But Ricky brings the metal. Ricky loves fucked up shit. Let's get Ricky involved. And Ricky was new to horror, which is a fucking fun concept. Not new like he had never seen horror movies before. Of course, he had. But he was new to getting into horror and becoming a fucking horror fan, which he has, by leaps and bounds at this point, done. He's probably seen more movies than me at this point. I, I uh, To be honest, I'm, I'm not sure. But it, it's got to be close. He's definitely seen more schlock and... But back to the original question posed by Marcus D from Talking With Shadows. What was the origin of the podcast? I'm going to say the original idea was picture yourself driving down a deserted country road late at night. There's a full moon in the sky. The stars are out. And you happen to pick up on the faint signal of an AM radio station. And on this station, through the static, creeps in a show that you're probably not supposed to be listening to. A show that discusses horror movies with deep analysis, paranormal topics that are explored with both openness and skepticism, the nature and origins of cryptids, the most disturbing and possibly horrific element, true crime, as well as conspiracy theories which... I don't think we've touched on those too much, maybe briefly, but that was the original idea. But then the evolution began to occur. On episode six, Take It to the Limit, Live Deliciously, that was the turning point for wanting to cultivate an atmosphere that was similar to a podcast I absolutely love, right up there with Tell Em Steve Dave, is Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. They have a no-fucks-given approach to how they do a show while still maintaining quality in sound design and a show structure depending on what whatever comes along with their patrons pick, what have you. But they also have so much humor and, again, the no-fucks-given on the things that they say, especially Jessup. He is my spirit animal. I don't know what else to say. Uh, he's, my, he's my horror totem. I don't know. Love you, Jessup. I, the, the things you say are the fucking thoughts in my head sometimes. But also, the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. That is another one that I called them the Tell em Steve Dave of horror movies because they're a three-headed demon. And they rib on each other so fucking much. And, it, and they're relatable. So I've, I've blown them on the show before, sung their praises, what have you. So I won't continue on them any further, but I do want to give one last shout out to Mr. Watson, uh, co-host with Dave Z from Exploding Heads on the Watt Z Horror Party Show, 
and the creator of the Horror Corridor, the solo cast to end all solo casts. Um, great fucking show. Definitely an inspiration in the beginning and then throughout the evolution. at the same time as the introduction of the coven which yes ricky angel and i are podcasting witches that's what we do no <laughs> my wife dabbles in tarot cards and um the zodiac so there you go and she manipulates light so she's a light witch boom we also started introducing games such as uh Vich, do you fancy a would you rather or multiple choice kind of horror themed game also uh, our trick or treat trivia which we introduced on our first ever Halloween Havoc special we had to eat some uh, mystery jelly beans if we got some trivia questions wrong that led to some disgusting shenanigans and also uh, one that we're probably most proud of is uh, Kaiju Giallo in which you write, direct, and cast your own horror film. You have to give us a cast and a synopsis, but also something Angel introduced to, to the idea, the concept, was do a drive-in total like Joe Bob. That made it just so much better than it originally ever was. So, again, that's why I miss having her on the show. We also started covering horror in a much more focused sort of way, I had talked about horror subgenres on episode 7, Genre Blender, and to expand out, it seems like it's an annual thing, which is cool because we don't put out a ton of episodes every year. We deep dive a horror subgenre. In the first year, Ricky and I talked about cosmic horror, and in the most recent episode, we had Boss Tuna on to talk about his favorite subgenre, zombies. And I gotta say, it's it's quickly becoming maybe one of mine. And speaking of Boss Tuna, who I also do a show with, uh, I am his co-host on the show he created, The Joe Blow Horror Show. We usually visit the Titty Twister, so I, I wanted to mention for him tonight, I'm drinking Timber Beast Rye Double I PA. It's an Imperial Indian Pale Ale 
brewed and bottled by Lazy Magnolia Brewing out of uh, Klein, Mississippi. So a good southern treat. And this thing is the bomb diggity. This is around the time we started having our first guest on, Billy, who came on for Butt Top Ramen, where we talked about the film Get Out. <laughs> that, that episode is amazing. We also had Trevor Blanchard for our first annual Halloween Havoc, where we did a compare contrast of the movies Insidious and Sinister. And I want to mention, you can find Trevor Blanchard and all of his podcasting excellence when you look up Fixie's Playground. There's going to be links in the show notes, so please, this podcast is a very conversational, very open, no one is judged, and topics are treated seriously, and at the same time, there's plenty of fucking fun to be had. Check out Fixie's Playground, do yourself the favor, and we need to have Trev back on very soon. And also the beloved favorite special guest of the nightclub, Mr. Jarek Thibodeau. Uh, we had him on for Hatchet. That's episode... I can't remember the number, but the name is Excremental Swamp Tour. And we had our first and only, I think, interview. Director Nick Shostakusky, the man behind Black Mountainside and Archons, gave us his time graciously and we got to discuss his cosmic horror masterpiece, Black Mountainside. A 10 out of 10, one of the best cosmic horror films ever made, hands fucking down. And we had our first crossover episode with the show that I'm also on, The Joe Blow Horror Show, where we discussed our top 20 favorite horror films of 2020. That episode was amazing, a fucking blast. Absolutely insane having two streams cross <laughs> we've made that joke too many times or maybe i have but to have ricky and angel speak to boss tuna it was fucking amazing and to talk about so many great horror films in one night fucking a go check that episode out it's a masterpiece i think that's our episode uh, again don't remember the number but the name is none of this matters because you know we started becoming pretty cosmic at a certain point. It, it, it had to have been around uh, Black Mountainside. I, I, ca I can't quite pinpoint what led to it, but at some point we decided, we're the cosmic Cajuns. It don't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> Shout out to Carl from Aqua Teen. It don't matter. None of this matters. This don't matter. None of this matters. This don't matter. None of this matters. This don't matter. None of this matters.
So we were building a cabin, right? That's my idea behind the nightclub at this point. It invokes an Evil Dead sort of feel where Angel, Ricky, and I are in this decrepit cabin in the middle of the woods. The room is illuminated by candlelight. We slip the VHS and the VCR, and boom, we're transported to another world, another time. We watch it play out, and then we discuss the insanity, the madness, the brutality, the schlockiness. Our midnight rituals in the cabin were uh, becoming, you know, more random, a little bit more insane at different points, in which Ricky introduced Schlocky Seconds, a movie that could be a counterbalance or just a good recommendation for something that's so bad it is a masterpiece of greatness. This ties into the cosmicism of things don't matter and. How we rate things from the heart—something Ricky loves to say. So, I gotta say again, this is a great introduction, and we dived into sword and sorcery. Building that cabin, we decided we needed to build a castle. So that's what we did, Castle von Moonskull. And where can you find your good sword and sorcery film recommendations? Well, at the Tavern of the Setting Sun, deep in the dungeons of Castle Moonskull. This was something I wanted to introduce to the show because I felt that there were enough sword and sorcery movies, sword and sandal fantasy. It's going to evolve into now. See how things keep changing. I felt there was enough in that genre or subgenre of fantasy to warrant its own special sort of. Let's give this underappreciated and sometimes schlocky but amazing shit a second view. And so far, we've covered. Hawk the Slayer on Voltan Your Hide, and Jabberwocky on Alligator Hive, and honestly, I can't wait to venture back to the castle because I love me some sword and sorcery. I love me some fantasy, and I know Ricky does too. Angel, we we kind of been dragging her, kicking and screaming through some of that stuff.、Uh, sorry again, love you, babe. But something else Angel does love, and that we did resurrect, was the、uh, true crime stuff. Yeah, we hadn't done anything really true crime. I had touched on a little bit in my Cannibals Playground episode about the film Ravenous and the history of the Wendigo. But besides a few odds and ends, it hadn't really been talked about again. So we did some true crime in Dismemberment Machine and Necro Sex Doll. Where we talked about Jeffrey Dahmer and this infamous online video game called Sad Satan. I won't say any more about that here. Go listen to the episode. And what's become our revolving door of midnight rituals or potential midnight rituals? Because you know, again, we go with the flow. Sometimes plans change, but we have for that. Whenever we need to figure out what movie's next or have a guest pick a film. We go to Mama's box. That's an enchanted little contraption that houses a myriad of horror and sword and sorcery films, up for the taking. First come, first serve. 
or be given to us at random when we have to draw from Mama's box. We like this concept and we keep uh, shoving films in after one gets chosen. So it's, again, it's a revolving door or a revolving box, a revolving snatch, an ever-open clamshell. I don't know, it's Mama's box. also tried our hand at our first ever commentary watch along with episode 33 mama's box oh yeah that's the the episode itself um <laughs> yeah we we talk about the autopsy of jane doe and it is hella spooky and then there came what's you know i guess our current time we had Jarek thibodeau on Yet again, speaking of revolving door, uh, he came on for the second time and brought along Jai Benoit. They're both part of the band Golgothan, a great death metal band from Louisiana. And we talked about Evil Dead 2, something that hadn't been brought up since the episode, well, the first episode. Uh, I discussed the Evil Dead in Unlucky Bloodletting, episode 1. And finally, in episode 38, down into the cellar, we return to what is my favorite horror franchise, The Evil Dead. And let me tell you, this is a party. Make no fucking mistake. Go check that episode out. Because once you do, you'll be geared up and ready for our second annual Halloween Havoc Month of Horror Madness. In which there is mannequin shenanigans with Keith Dozier, I think I'm saying that right, from USB Escape. He created this awesome product that you can play at your house by yourself or with friends that replicates an escape room. When I first learned this, I was like, I can't believe someone thought of something so fucking clever. Like, that—that that is genius. And on that episode, we discussed the film Hell House LLC, Originally, not in Mama's box, but again, hey, when you're a guest on the show, you get to pick what you want to talk about. And what did our next guest want to talk about? The killer clown phenomenon. You can hear that on Gumball Medusa, where we have Vic Waitley and Marcus D. from the aforementioned Talking with Shadows podcast on. They are geniuses in their fields. I'm just saying, when it comes to knowing about paranormal, folklore, these guys had it nailed time and again, and I can't wait to have them back, because we talked about Coraline, and again, their knowledge was just so widespread, and so, they're like an umbrella, talking with shadows is like an umbrella, underneath which are vast amounts of knowledge and information, and you know what, when you go listen to their show, Hilarity ensues too, because Vic and Marcus definitely have chemistry that is just fucking fun to hear. They're the ones that make it to where you keep coming back for more and more. And after that, we got woke and based 
with Corey Clark, a.k.a. Poltergeist OD. He is a Canadian horrorcore rapper with, I don't even know, I the sickest, illest rhymes out there. I don't care how white I sound saying this about the horror genre. And he is incredible. You have to go check out his music. Again, links in the show notes are going to be all these all these good folks. It's all going to be there. But he's on YouTube. He's on Spotify. His songs are the best. If you're a horror fan, you need to check this guy out. For real. For fucking real. It's crazy. On his episode, we were talking about Street Trash. A movie Ricky was dying to talk about. And you know what? By that point, I was too. This is a film that you could almost want to say is a schlocky second, but it's so competent and it knows where it's going so much that you could tell it wasn't made by accident. There's skill and talent on display here from amateurs, from people that just want to fucking put something out there that's going to make a difference or say something, while at the same time being goofy and ridiculous as fuck. Go check out that episode. Because it all leads up to our second annual Halloween Havoc special, Gas Station Beer. That's an inside joke with, again, revolving door, beloved, special, most favoritist guest of all time. We're all possums that scream into the night at the moon. From Golgotham, Jerry Thibodeau. <laughs> Going crazy. Yeah, check out that episode and go back to all the previous Jarek episodes. There's going to be plenty fucking more. Hope so. Uh, but we talk about, in that episode, one of his favorite horror movies of all time, Suspiria from 1977. That's right, the Argento original. And again, much like almost every other film during Halloween Havoc, 10 out of fucking 10 from me. I know I spoiled that just now, but go back and listen to the episode because I put a lot of work into it. I really did. Uh, I might have gone overboard, but I think it's fun. And the discussions between Jarek, Ricky, and myself, uh, the jokes, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite episodes. So many of these are one of my favorite episodes. But that brings me to today. I recently mentioned that we talked with Boss Tuna from Joe Blow Horror Show, which I'm also a host on, about zombies. And of course, since it's the nightclub, we try to tie cosmicism into everything unabashedly, unapologetically. It's a detriment, and but it's also, you know, a realization and, and, and the truth. It's facts. F-A-X. So that episode, again, is one of my favorite episodes. It's the latest one right before this. It's called Undead Krusties. <laughs> um, I, a lot of these episode titles, I... I I try to tend to name them after something someone says during the episode because I find that that's, you know, the origin point, that that's like, you know, the truest reflection of the nature of the episode, perhaps. But also sometimes something just really fucking cool sounding is or a quote from the movie we might be talking about is the way to go. Maybe too much uh, behind man behind the curtain right there. But Undead Krusties is where zombies get fucking cosmic. And what is in store for the future of the nightclub? Well, 
new obsessions, plans for the future. I'm going to say zombies. We're going to have an upcoming episode featuring those creatures of the night or day or dawn (laughs) or in your diary, what have you. Go listen to the Joe Blow Summer of the Dead series slash Fall of the Dead series for more zombie action. But we are going to be covering a zombie film very soon on the nightclub. And uh, again, talking with shadows has inspired something because I also really want to talk about the mud floods. I've reached out to a prominent member of the Mud Flood Theory Society Mr. John Levi, whose videos I really enjoy on YouTube. And this theory just, it's its rattled me, to be honest with you. I'm not saying I subscribe to it 100%, but I am saying there's a lot involved in it that it's almost hard to look at and not want to be a part of questioning the narrative. <laughs> I'm already adopting some of the lingo. It's a cult, everyone. I'm joining, I'm joining a cult The Coven member is becoming a cultist. But we're all cultists of Cthulhu here at the nightclub. And we want you to join us. You can find us on our official website, thenightclub.fireside.fm, for further creepy fascinations. Like our blog, links to all of our guest profiles and their creations, plus other ways to hear this rebel yell, such as through Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and so many more podcast platforms. If you want to reach out and touch pure evil, send an email to the nightclub podcast at gmail.com with your thoughts on the show, a film we've covered, um, a topic you'd like to discuss or hear us discuss, whatever teeny tiny creepy thing you have scratching around in your brains, we want to know. To all the cannibals listening, leave a review, subscribe, share, tell us what you're doing. We won't tell the FBI and give us that most coveted five-pointed pentagram rating. We still have a horror sticker giveaway going on for anyone who is willing to write their very own Kaiju Giallo. Again, that's a cast, a premise, uh, who's directing it, who's making it, and a last drive-in style drive-in total rundown and you will get a free set of awesome horror stickers i'm serious these stickers are gathering dust speaking of gathering dust i've overstayed my welcome thank you for tuning in i've been travis maxwell boone the reflector stay reminiscent bitches
grab and then we built a castle I just don't believe it was worth all the hassle, you know We lived in cities and we lived in caves I guess I'd like to move back to the middle again Don't you remember our hidden is a cage in the very motion? 